Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, some real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Justin Richardson, and our guest today is the one, the only, Chris Mistrolia. Justin, how are we feeling, my man? I'm feeling good. You're hello. Feeling good, looking good. All right. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. You can find all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and follow us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then just email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in society. Working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our live and how we get live. Then do us a solid. All right, so Justin, I'll tell you what, one of the big mantras we've had with this show is ice cream right that's our big thing when we view entertainment on the show we view it like ice cream reason being it's because there's not just one good flavor of ice cream right yeah i love ice cream i love it as well and i love entertainment so when it comes to like when you have the two you know when you're looking at entertainment you can have like there's been times on the show where it's been dramatic right like we've had some drama obviously i'm hilarious right so we've had some funny on the show, but then also like we've had some interesting and we've had some even like heroic moments when we're talking with like, you know, Marine Recon and Navy SEAL guys yeah. and, Mar- and Marines. Right. So and like even like we've had, you know, we had a police chief on here, all that crazy stuff talking about and, you know, inspirational as well. But we've also delved into the realm of professional. So today's guest is a very, very important guest. He's the assistant vice president of his company, and he is a boss in every sense of the word. So I'm excited to bring him on. I've known this guy for several years, right? Uh, so also here, here's a little, here's a little tidbit for give you. Me a, give me a little, little, little tidbit there. So uh, I, I never worked in an office. Well, I've never worked in a legit one. I worked in a tax office that was shut down by the fbi for for okay for some reasons but it was so like i've been bartending my whole life right and i was bartending my whole life and then i met my wife right and my yeah. wife was like look i want to you know if you want to do this thing for real you got to get a for real job with a 401k and a health insurance <laughs> health and benefits like, yeah yeah and a, and a job where you're not out till two o'clock in the morning exactly yeah like so we can and she also said this thing that i had no idea it existed pto do you know about pto <laughs> i have pto oh babe. i have a ton of it 
Oh, babe. I, had, <laughs> I got so much. I had no idea what PTO was prior to working yeah. in an office. It is the greatest thing that's ever been. It really is. My favorite is just sending an email be like, I'm not coming in today. <laughs> and if they ask, why you just go? It's my personal time off. Dude, dude, dude. Right? Like, if you don't have to give them a reason, I just have it. I can just yeah. give it. So here you go. Here's a, here's a thingy that says, I don't have to come to work today. Yeah, dude. And, and I got like, like 48 more of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I could do the same thing tomorrow if I wanted to. Yeah, keep it up. I'll do it every Friday. <laughs> dude, that is, see, that's the thing. If you work in the restaurant industry or in the server industry, right? No. If you don't work, yeah. you don't get paid, right? That's just how it is. There's no paid time off, right? So I had never known of this like PTO thing. So my wife's like, well, well, you take PTO, we'll go on a vacation. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Back it up. I need to make some money. She's like, you will be, you'll be paid time off PTO, you moron. Right. So, so, uh, so either way I started this office, right. This is a legit office in a legit company. Right. And I'm coming from a server background. So I'll tell you, you know, you go in there with a chip on your shoulder for because after working in like the restaurant industry for a while, you see a ton of office people that come in. And I'll tell you this, a lot of people in the restaurant industry are very envious of the rest of the office industry oh, yeah. because like they get to sit down at work. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. How many times have you been working like on your feet and you're like, God, I just want to, you know, sit the hell down right like I've, I've worked outside for a living i just wanted a bathroom at times yeah how about <laughs> it man maybe you know a what? vending machine i remember yeah. the first time like just like sitting in my work bathroom like vaping and being like you know what i might hate coming here every morning but i get paid to poop and smoke <laughs> yeah yeah definitely has its perks but i so okay so yeah so i'm in the office as coming from a server background right and in my mind, I'm like, you know, I, you know, I don't have a, I mean, it's tough for, for our listeners out there. It's really impossible to believe that I don't have a college education. I know blown away. Right. But so I'm in the office. My whole thought was you can't work in an office if you don't have a college degree. That's not true. No. Right. But having a college degree, I mean, you know, it oh, helps, cool. but it doesn't, but all, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't qualify you in any way as the work you can do and how smart you are. Right. So I'm working in this office and right away, I feel like I developed like a relationship with our guest today because he's coming from a similar background. He started in the serving industry. He was still serving and like, you know, doing like uh, catering gigs, bartending and stuff until like a couple years ago. You know, like he's a hustler, born bred hustler. Right. You know, he uh, so like really it's been like kind of like a mentor inspirational thing watching him come up. So we have the same kind of background. So being able to see his rise and see how he acts and like his level of professionalism is something to emulate in the workplace. And I've been very thankful that me and him have had this relationship so far. And honestly, I was tickled pink when he said he would come on the show because it just adds another flavor of ice cream. This is a professional show, right? Like we've had some shows here, man. We had a garbage man on the show, right? We had a professional actor on the show, right? Like we've been all over the place, but now we have an assistant vice president of a legit company on the show. So it's just another, you know, flavor of ice cream. We can dive into the corporate world and just, you know, just different aspects of how you can get there. And for those people listening, 
who think like, oh, I could never work in an office or I can never do that. That's not true. You can work wherever, but as long as you're, you know, professional and work hard and do all these things, you could be an assistant vice president one day too. And that's the story I want to tell today. So Chris, buy a lot of button up shirts. Oh, dude, if you don't have golf shirts or button up shirts or any slacks, get your so slacks many. game up, buddy. You need some slacks, but nice. I was tickled pink when uh, he said he would come on the show and I'm so happy he's here. So Chris, I know you're doing great and everything's going good. I would just like to ask, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what'd you think of that movie? I have not. But I heard it was pretty. Yeah, I heard it was pretty. Good. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but um, you know, I heard that um, the, the you know lead actor pretty much captured captured the role. I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan of the band. Right. My wife's right. not so much, but uh, yeah, definitely a good band. Yeah, the band. Hey, don't get it twisted. I love Queen as much as the next guy, right? But the the movie sucks. I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't waste was it that bad. Oh, dude. I turned it off 20 minutes in. I couldn't stand it. I could wait, not. Wait, you stand never it. actually watched the whole movie? No. Couldn't couldn't this do is, it. I'm, I'm learning so much about this. I'm, I'm new here. And I, I, so not only do you despise this movie, you've never finished it. Never. Never have, never will, pal. Please, please continue. Yeah. Yeah. So my my opinion is even more valid, okay? Because or, I refuse uh, to finish it. <laughs> I don't think that's how things work, but okay. 100%. I'm fine with it. Yeah. So uh chris thanks for coming on pal how you doing sir good doing great how you doing today you know uh any better they'd have to lock justin up you know that's just how <laughs> they, will, they probably will yeah yeah before the end of the day so uh i want to get right into it because we have a lot to cover today and i'm really just you know i'm excited to get it going so uh chris here he was born in norristown grew up in like the plymouth meeting area collegeville area right he did public school k through 12 uh, and you know, he went to Kutztown for a couple of years and he finished at university of Phoenix and got his bachelor or his bachelor's degree from there. He played a little baseball growing up. Right. And he did some softball and everything like that. So I want to get into this, uh, Chris, you grew up. So this is one thing I've tried to ask several kids on the show. So I went to Catholic school, right. And in Catholic school, I didn't have a male teacher until i was in ninth grade right so for the development of young men i was just like i looking back on it it's awful did you like you started like you did you were in plymouth meeting to like third grade then you moved to skip back area right do you remember having any male teachers in like elementary school and things like that um no no one really rings a bell nothing nobody that really stood out i can remember it was mainly women but yeah of course i had definitely had male teachers. I didn't have Catholic school. I had, my parents went to Catholic school. They all, my parents and my step-parents went to uh, Kenrick. So I, you know, I was raised Catholic, but I went to public school. Yeah. You're better off. I'm telling you Catholic school. It's a nightmare, but nice. So let's talk this. You played baseball for a while, right? And you were catcher and third base and you pitched a little too, right? Yeah, a little bit. I wasn't that good on the mound, but I was decent behind the plate and yeah. uh, third base. Played a little first base and uh, pitched a little bit. 
Yeah, so you had an arm, but like the control was, was a little off when you were on the on the hill. Is that what? It was yeah, I didn't really have. I had like one pitch. I just threw it. Just, you know, <laughs> they, they, hit or they, they, they hit it or they didn't hit it. But I was more like I would be the fifth starter. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. mainly behind the plate. Hey, man, dude, I love uh, when I played baseball. Dude, catcher was the best, right? If you're like, to be honest, like baseball is a fun game to play, but you got to be in the action, right? If you're not like catching or, you know, somewhere where like, I don't know. I just was never, never like, I don't, I have a buddy who was like center field, loved playing the outfield and he was super fast and more power to him. But I just don't know, like you're out there picking daisies all day. You know, you just I don't, pay, you just, I just lose interest. I, I don't pay attention Dude. behind the plate. You're, you're in, you're in every pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting into it. Would you, would you, uh, would you like, uh, talk some smack on the batters? Uh yeah, of course. <laughs> who who didn't? You know, didn't matter what position. I still talk shit. Nah, <laughs> so way to do it. I dude, because like, remember? Okay, so Sandlot, right? So when Sandlot came out, dude, that was like, I remember, I was in like, I was like eight when Sandlot came out, right? So yeah, I was in like, dude, and like the Phillies, the Phil, it was like ninety three was like the ninety three Phillies were just right, after yeah. that. So baseball yeah. was like everything at that age. I wanted to be Pete Incavilia more than anything else, you know. Yeah, Inky. That was like uh Croc and Inky and all them guys, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. And Dalton. Yeah, oh yeah. Dutch, yeah, Wild Thing, Jim Eisenreich, Mickey Morandini, Mickey yeah, the no. whole the whole crew. And Nails Dykstra, can't forget Dykstra. Dykstra, the dude, yeah. Oh, the dude. But dude, yeah. So Inky, Inky was just like a leg breaker, but I wanted to be him, but when Sandlot came out and it was, you know, the catcher, the babe, Hamilton, the babe Porter, right? He was talking smack in the one game. It was the fuck. It was the coolest thing ever. So every game after that, I was just, you know, I would quote him. You know what I mean? Like your shoes untied or like, is that your sister naked? and left? Truth be told, I, I know who you're talking about, but I never watched it. You ever seen uh, I've never seen Santa, but I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Look, you ever seen? Um, yeah, for sure, 100. But yeah, no, nope, didn't see it. Don't Definitely watch. a baseball fan. Uh, played for several years, never saw the movie. Yeah. You saw uh, Major League? I did see Major League. Yeah, That's same exactly same, right. same concept. Jake yeah. Brown just talks shit to the batters until they <laughs> yeah. break out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's I forget. I for, it was. A, I saw that in the movie theater. That's how long ago. It was. That's the best that sports movie ever. Bob Uecker and uh, oh yeah, who was uh, Charlie Jake Charlie Sheen? Charlie, yeah. uh, uh, Jake, I don't know who the guy's yeah. name is. who plays Jake Brown. Renee Russo. Oh, no, is uh, Tom Berenger. Berenger, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah the and catcher, then, right? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Sheen played Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I've probably seen that fifty times. Whistler yeah. Snipes played uh, uh, Willie yeah. Mays Hayes. Hayes. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I saw Major League Two in the uh, in the theaters. I never Classic. seen. It. Classic. So, uh, one was one was funny. I could watch I, it today. It's, it's dude. It's I love the first timeless. one. I love it so much. I've never watched the sequel. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Think about like Pedro Serrano. No, Pedro Serrano. Sacrificing the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Joe that was a funny movie. Oh, dude, that's a classic. That might. I mean, if you look at all-time sports movies, that's got to be way up there. It's my favorite. Yeah. Movie. I don't care how many times I watch it. I cry every time the Indians win the pennant. Every oh, single time man. Jake Brown runs out that single. Yeah. Just yeah. Gets me every He's time. Like, yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. 
Sure. It was a great movie. Great classic. Dude. Do you guys play ball? Did you play baseball? Yeah. I sucked the baseball. I uh, I like you. They let me pitch for like two games until I kept I hit like a kid, the same kid like twice, and they were like, "All right, you're done." And I didn't have any pitches. I just threw it hard and at the catcher. Yep. Yeah. And I think that I was did. every kid. Yeah, and I had a good arm, so they would stick me in the outfield. Insane. Like I had no attention span. Like I was the kid who put his glove on his head, like standing there bored. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. Like if you, you know, I'm not saying I'm ADD, yeah. but when you're out there, your mind's wandering. Next thing oh, you know, yeah. you're cracking a bat. You're like, oh, as a yeah, shit, as a child, I didn't have the patience for baseball. Yeah. Plus, too, man, if you're on a bad team, like I was on some bad baseball teams, and that is a rough afternoon when you're losing like 20 to 2, you know, and it's like mid-July or like, you know, July, and it's freaking hot, and you're like, this is the worst, you know? Yeah. Yeah, in polyester uniform. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no bueno, my man. No bueno. Yep. So nice. All right. So let's keep it moving. So you did a little baseball. Then you did some softball too. You did like, uh, you did like, you played in an adult league, right? Like an adult over 30 league, right? Over 30 league, yeah. And there was something with the rules going on in this adult over 30. They didn't play hardball, right? What was going down? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't really. I had just moved up to the area and a okay. friend of mine invited me. Asked me to join the league because they needed people. It was just a uh, you know over thirties league at a. Um, I, jo- I joined a team that was a local firehouse. Um, nice. Matter of fact, it was an employee, no longer works from the company, but he asked me to play. I played. Mm-hmm. Now I came from baseball background. I didn't. Uh, I never played softball like competitively. <laughs> so you know, first game. I was I was out there and yeah, I was out there on second base. Somebody cracked the ball, you know, rounded third. Coach telling me to go home. So I'm trucking full speed, you know, big guy. And you know, I see the catcher standing there at home plate, blocking home plate. So you know, I was trained to you know crush yeah. the catcher. Yeah, that's, yeah what I, that's, that's what I did, but I didn't realize that you have to slide or give yourself up. And the poor guy, you know, flew probably you know, <laughs> 10 feet into the flew 10 feet into the backstop, but I didn't really know any of my teammates because I just started playing. I was new in the area. And the other team wanted to kick my ass. So yeah. I'm like, You're like, let's you know, go. talking shit to them. I look over at my teammates and they're all like, you know, I got the back turned to me. And, uh, and uh, yeah, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a great opener for me, put it that way, because <laughs> they all wanted to kick my ass. Murdered yeah. the catcher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, nice to meet you. Your name again after you murdered somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was but- just standing there. And I'm like, hey, don't bark okay. Yeah, you know, he wasn't young. Yeah. I mean, I was, it was probably mid 2000. So, you know, I was in my 30s. He's a little better shape. And he was probably like, I don't know, mid to late 40s. And I just crushed him. <laughs> full shoulder, full speed, you know. The guy did hey, hip uh, surgery after that. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he don't like, whatever. I know they don't, he didn't like me and the team didn't like me. But that way. Hey, well, he shouldn't have been blocking the plate, right? Yeah. If it, if yeah. it's like a slide out or give yourself up, right? Like, you know, don't stand there like, hey, can you hit me? You know what I mean? Like, he was asking for it. You know, I wasn't <laughs> there and I didn't see it, but I, I think you were in the right here. Yeah. You know? Well, faced with the same situation, I was wearing shorts, you know, another game, man, that I'm sliding and tearing oh, my whole leg up. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. 
They don't yeah. take care of those fields. It's like sliding on glass on that. You kidding? Yeah, me? I slid, tore up my leg, and then I went camping for like five days up in uh, like primitive camping. So <laughs> my leg was like yellow. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I fixed it up when we got back. It was all yeah, right. still, still. Hey, man, you're playing hard ball. That's the name. That's the name of the game, though. You know, when you play, you play hard. That's the way you do it. So I did that for a few years. It was fun. Yeah, wasn't the same to me. It was, you know. It was more of like an old over 30. It was competitive, but it was only yeah. dark. I was used to hitting, you know, fastball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, unlimited arc. Dude, I remember, like, I'll, I will say this. I played in a couple bar leagues for softball and stuff. There's always the one team of, like, the older guys that, like, are, like, and this is, like, the slow pitch. The older guys that are showing up with, like, coolers, like, huge, yeah. like, beer guts and mullets and stuff. And they're like in their fifties, sixties, and they just just knock the snot out of the ball. Like, yeah. and no one, no one beats them. They just crush dingers and suck down cold ones. And they're just they they you know they beat every team. Every league we, has one of those. We had about ten teams, and there was there was one team that was like that. It was just a local bar that had a bunch of murders, you know, yeah. and they were using. Like, you know, the triple wall mic and bat. So when they hit it, it's like a hitch. It's going to, you know, knock you uh, out. Uh, but then everybody, everybody brought coolers, drank before the game, after the game, during the yeah. game. You know, yeah. It was, it was mainly like local businesses, a couple bars, and some fire companies. So was it a co ed league? No women. No. Oh, uh, see, that's the no one women. thing I was like, the co ed league, they have the rules like, so, okay, say for instance, you walk a guy, right? And there's a woman up next. She automatically goes to first base, right? Oh, uh, no. Nah. We'll yeah. Like that. Yeah, like, no, no women in this league. Yeah. Because th- think about it strategically, right? Say if you had two outs left, you have yeah. John Cruck up and the next person, Cindy Crawford. You're walking Crucky to get to Crawford. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Softball now, these girls are, you know, dude, killing that, it. True, true. I wouldn't want to face some of these, you know, women's like these college college teams. No way. Uh, dude, uh, like 70, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. If they're if they're legit, then for sure. But if it's yeah. like, you know, if it's, you know, you know, Tony's girlfriend that's never that doesn't even know the rules, <laughs> then it's a different story, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's been some like I know there's a buddy of ours at work that he plays in like a fast pitch softball league now. And they had like a ringer that they brought in was a girl that pitched at Villanova. And he's like, dude, no one touches her. Men, men or women, no one's hitting that. And I'm like, no one's hitting it. Yeah. Dude. My uh, my niece is really good. My niece and uh, my cousin, I guess his cousin was like fourth, fourth. So a third cousin, yeah, his daughter, fourth cousin. They're both basically play the same team. And then, you know, they made it pretty far this year. And yeah, my my niece is Believe it or not, she's like really good at basketball and softball. She's really tall for her age, so she like towers over people and she just crushes the ball. I think she, uh, I think she's probably got a, you know, at least college playing in college is you know, in front of her at this point, maybe possibly more. So we'll see. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's one of those things where it's like I relate to like so like for when I wrestled right in in high school, you can go to college for free and you could go to the Olympics. And I mean, now they have the UFC, which is an option. But as far as like uh, making money wrestling, it really wasn't there. I feel it's the same for like women's softball, right? Like, because if you're a good enough women's basketball player, you're going to school for free. You can go to the WNBA, right? Like, and you can strive for that. 
But if you're like a legit women's softball star, you can go to school for free, you know, and they have like, like Texas is good and Florida, like they have good women's teams. But then if, you know, you can go to the Olympics, but there's no, there's no pros. You right. Know? So, so it's pretty like, much at, at that point. So I think that, yeah, he's just, I probably just have us actively involved in sports, you know, keep her out of trouble and, you know, obviously to do it. Yeah. Stay in shape, maybe get a scholarship out of it. So that'd be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. I'm already uh, training my daughter. She's going to be uh, the Olympics uh, 2032. She's going to be the next mm-hmm. Dominic Mucciano. How old is she now? Two, probably. She, two. She'll, she'll be two in November. But yeah, yeah you know. Time, time's flying. Yeah, we had her in the pool the other day. Some Olympic scouts talked by. No big deal. It's <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So let's keep it moving. So, you, like we said, you started in PW, which Plymouth White Marsh, for those people that are not from the Philadelphia area, all our out of state listeners, thank you. We love you. Uh, but you left there in third grade. You went to skip back. What uh, high school did you end up graduating from? Perkhamon Valley. Perk Valley. Oh, yeah. You said that. Oh, yeah. Perk Valley. Home of the Vikings, right? Perkhamon Valley Vikings. Yep. Know them. All righty. It was so, when I graduated, though. It was, I mean, it's nothing. Then to now is no comparison. I mean, it was maybe 800 people in the whole school when it was five grades, eight through 12. Now it's, I think, nine through 12. And you know, the school is huge. There's a ton of kids up there. You know, yeah. the sports are way better now. You know, the, it's, they got a good program. Nice. Um, when I was there, it was, you know, relatively small. They were still kind of developing that area. But I graduated yeah. in 90. You know, that's 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And, like, they have, like, uh, like now, right, they're – they do like there's a lot more like homes and developments and stuff out that way that they're really building oh, yeah. up because it's they're a, still built. Yeah. It's they're a still beautiful built. area. There's you know? yeah, it's it's just you gotta you know like you know where well, we work the same place but you gotta drive. You get more for your money out here. It's a great beautiful area, but then you gotta commute. You know it's a longer commute to work, I and mean, they're not they're not stopping the building, so yeah. it's just getting worse and worse every year. Yeah. Plus, too, it's like you're not I mean, I know for me, I know I live in the city and I li- like when I lived in Lansdale, Lansdale isn't a city, but it's like a city atmosphere, you know, like mm-hmm. homes close together, shops nearby, like you could walk to anything. There's public trains, like all of that. Where like where you're out there, you're kind of you're not I wouldn't say in the boons, but you're out there where it's like, you know, it's not an easy walk to go get something. And, you know, what I mean? like, depending where you're at, you're kind of it's like everything's a little more spaced out. But pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not that it's not that bad anymore. But it's still, yeah, you're not you know, you're not walking down the road to get to get groceries or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm familiar with Lansdale. Like, my dad, if, I don't know. How long did you live there? I lived there for like, uh, I guess we'll say like 20 years. My dad, before he passed, he worked. He used to work at um, DeVos Music. You know where that's at? Hell yeah, on Main Street. It's right across from where the old McDonald's was. Yep. Hell yeah. Wait, was he an instructor there? What did he teach? He was a uh, musician, really. He's a you know he was a lifelong musician, and he his background was playing music, but then he also you know had advanced degrees in education. So he actually used to teach. He was a teacher at Marstown High. Oh. But, that didn't last long so yeah. he played music and then ended up working there fixing instruments mainly for north penn and then used you know their space to teach took the teaching to teach them how to play saxophone 
So yeah, he was a, he was a lifelong musician. Whoa, that's cool. awesome, man, dude. That I'll tell you what, too. Back in the day, like the early '90s, saxophone was the gimmick. Every Kenny G was the hottest guy in town, right? Everyone was rocking the saxophone. That was a that was the way to go. He man. was, you know, he was. You know, like I said, he was very good. He was, he was well educated. He was a hippie. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to play a sax, which was great, and he was good. And he, you know, he he got offered to play, you know, either on tour or be part of, you know, some legit bands you would know about there but you know he's real modest he you know yeah. didn't want to leave Norristown. he just you know wanted to do his thing and yeah, yeah. hang out with man happy so yeah hey whatever blows your hair back right yeah there, yeah. there was a uh i know so if he's going so he would fix like instruments for like the local schools yeah like all the horns he would repad all the horns and, and do stuff like that for like north penn oh but so he, yeah he only worked there part-time and yeah. then taught and then he you know he had bands that he jammed with and then he had yeah. bands that he would just make money with doing like uh weddings and stuff like that nice. and he, was, he was really into like um jazz and like funk and soul nice so george clinton all that kind of stuff and everything yeah he, nice. he, was, pretty, he, he was he was pretty good he played a lot of local uh he played with bands that played a lot of local bar circuits but yeah, yeah. Like he like i said he he um George Thurgood and the Destroyers wanted to play with him. Uh, you know, cool. Hooters wanted him at one point. Oh, that's yeah, a band. Uh, Hooters are a local band too, aren't they? Yeah, aren't, yeah. yeah. Jam with Hall and yeah. Oates, like some some legit. Jam, you know, yeah, they're local too. Legit nice. bands, yeah. dude. That's badass, man. Yeah. That's awesome. There, dude. That's great. I want. I bet if he was there, is this song by the Hooters? I think it was called "The Escalator of Life," and I wonder <laughs> there is. It's a classic. But man, that's awesome. He uh, now, but there's a saxophone on that on that song, so I'm wondering, hey, maybe that's him. But uh, but uh, yeah, he, I mean, he uh, didn't really record anything with him. He jammed with him. Like, they jam, wanted right. him to play. Third good one, just go on tour. Like remember Bill Haley in the comments, rock around yeah. the clock. Oh and yeah, they want after Bill Haley died, like they wanted him to tour. But like I said, he didn't he didn't want to really leave Narstown, and yeah, you know, that was yeah. that was his choice. That's what he wanted to do, and he was happy. So yeah. Yeah. With, the, with him being a musician that's like i'll tell you that's like an interesting thing so because i remember my old man he loved movies like dude when we had vhs's like we had like thousands of vhs's he was buying them he was always like getting like old movies and like he loved to watch mm-hmm. movies like he loved movies right so i i was like you know like uh had like a vast library of movies and i got to watch them which is cool because he would watch them but with your dad, like he had like all this interesting music that not a lot of people would hear about. Right. So like, were you exposed to that? And that did that give you like, you know, any kind of interest in music or like, did that shape you what you like for music now? Yeah, I mean, he tried. He tried to get me to play the sax. I mean, he he was, you know, you know, one. Let me put it this way. So, you know, he's white. I was I'm white. Yeah. He, you know, when you're in the 70s playing music, you know, you're playing funk, you're playing your soul, you're you're generally playing with black people. So yeah, you know, he he remarried um a black woman at when I was like one. So yeah. I was there, you know, throughout the time that you know every like practice and, and stuff like that. So I just used to sit there in big jam bands with the horns and all. And believe it or not, his brother in law, his wife's brother was a musician too. A guy but they used to call him um 
call him, I call him Monk, but they call him Psychedelic Frank. He used to play with, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but it's like Sounds of the Philly, Spiritual Concepts. He played with the Tramps. Got by the, um, I'm not going to say the name, but he was mainly um, guitar and keyboard. But yeah, he was, you know, he, he was legit too. He, he put a lot of stuff out. He had some records and uh, they jammed a lot together. Yeah. Dude, dude, that's dude, that's badass. I'll tell you, that's great too. Like him not going on the road though is almost like a testament to like him being a good parent, right? Like he knew, like I guess he knew he had kids. Like he can't, like was that kind? Do of, you think that was kind of? Yeah, uh, he, you know, he he did his own thing. Like, I saw <laughs> he was. I mean, he was more. I saw him every other weekend. You know, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. always playing. We, you know, we had a, we didn't have a day relationship. We just, you know, like I said, we. I only saw him like every other weekend, so yeah. it just wasn't. Um, I don't know. I'm like a father son relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, though. He was cool. He yeah, just, yeah. You know, my stepfather was more of a, I think, father than, than he was. Oh, he nice. was more like a like a friend, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, a, yeah like a buddy. That's cool. He's well, like I said, he wanted to do what he wanted to do, and it's his choice, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah good for him. Nice man. Good. Hey, sorry, I you know. I've uh, I, I'll tell you, we uh, we don't give dads a lot of, I mean, at least on this show, we kind of shit on dads sometimes, so we don't have to get into that stuff. So yeah, I got a bunch of them. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You got <laughs> you got a ton. Yeah, you got like four, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like I said, he wasn't bad. He just like he cared about one thing: his saxophone. That's it. Hey. You know? Yeah, that's that's you know, it's better than dragons because that that's basically what he was left with when he when he passed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. but hey, he was like, like some people don't know what they want to do with their life. He did, and he didn't want money. He, you know, he just he liked to play his horn. That's what he did. Yeah, and he was right. a teacher, and he taught kids how to play. So nice. He I didn't bet. like. He, yeah. he had a master's in English literature, but you know, he was teaching at Narstown High, and he figured you know kids are starting to bring guns to school. This isn't for me. So you know, back in the day. So he, oh damn, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He wasn't feeling that. Yeah, so. he, he was like, I'm out of here. When the sharks start biting, I'm jumping ship, pal. You know, yeah. like, or, yeah, he's getting out. Damn, that's brutal. That's a tough job. Yeah. Teaches, yeah, education, tough job. Plus, too, I'm sure, like, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for it, but I know a lot of, like, arts and music programs were being cut and things like that as well. So if he's looking for job security, maybe that's, you know, another option. But I think he just he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot fun. of work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work prerogative nice so speaking of so let's talk about this then so i we've recently on the show uh we've had a navy seal on the show his name's sean Depp, and yeah and he uh he had said in the show that he knew from the age of like eight that all he ever wanted to be was a navy seal he had an older brother that's like a really famous navy seal and he saw him and it was like an inspiration right and I've even said, like, I'm extremely, extremely jealous of, like, anyone that has that knows exactly, like, because I don't know, right, who, what, what I want and everything like that. But someone that knows what they want and, like, they're relentless towards that goal, I'm extremely, yeah. extremely jealous of someone that has that vision and has that, you know, right. has that, that age. Yeah, yeah, especially at that age. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not, military wasn't for me. <laughs> no, same, brother. Absolutely. I right. respect the military. I'm glad we have it. I just it wasn't for me. Yeah. I was young. Yeah. Maybe if I had it all over, do it over again, but uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm same. I don't know. I mean, I I come from like a military family, and I was still like on the fence about it. So, but 
So either way, so let's get into this then. So for you, right, you started, you did public school K through 12, like we said, you did Kutztown and, you know, University of Phoenix, but I want to start with some job history. So you started out with what is the quintessential kid job. You were a paper boy, right? Yeah. So you're a paper boy and you did this for a couple years, right? Yeah, talk, a couple years. Talk about it. I mean... We've had some, we've had, like, I think you'd be, you might be the second or third paperboy we've had on the show, but uh, it's, it is an interesting job for a kid. Like when you're a kid, right. I know for me, like I would see those kids that had like the paperboy jobs and I'm like, God, I, I want that job. I want to make some money. Right. Like these guys yeah. always have money and like nice bikes and like all this stuff. Right. Not the case. They were like, you're waking up at like 5 a.m. Right. You have a like, I mean, at least the guys I knew. Right. Like some of them had some money, but it was went out late, a little, a little later. But still, it's not an easy job by any means. Right. So talk to us. How did you like it? What was like, can you kind of explain like how a day in the life of your paper route would go? Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty easy. I mean, I, I didn't have a huge route, but, I, you know, I want my parents didn't hand me anything they wanted me to work to make money and then nice. you know, they would you know good they say you want a car you want this it's like we'll help you but you gotta you know, yeah. pay your way so i had to work yeah and that was you know one of my first jobs was as, as a paper boy and i worked for the times herald out in our town and you know they would come up deliver to deliver the papers to you and you had to roll them up you know, put them in your bag and got on my bike and just fortunately for me i lived in a big development so most of my route was in that development. And then there was one house outside of the development that took a little bit to get to. So they didn't get their paper every day. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah, it was raining. They might've got two papers the next day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But now, I mean, I don't think you even see, they still sell papers at stores, but do, do people even actually, you know, do kids have paper routes at this point anymore? I, I don't know. I don't think I know anyone that gets a newspaper anymore. I don't think there's a person in my whole development that gets a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get everything pretty much online, but you know, some people yeah. still like to I, out a paper yeah. every day. Yeah. I like a newspaper. I like the idea of, like, you know, flipping through. I'll tell you, you know who does? I, I mean, at least they used to. I don't know if they still do, but I knew I know a bunch of inmates that that was the big thing. They would get the paper in jail. And like really? that, oh yeah, like I had a couple of buddies that they were in like, you know, they did like small time stuff, but they were like, first thing they asked for is like, just get me the paper. And they would say they read every word on every page because it would take like a couple hours and that would eat up some of the time. I don't yeah. remember seeing that on your references. Uh, yeah, I, they're, yeah, they're, uh, I don't really <laughs> hang. <laughs> there are some old you know, work acquaintances, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um nah, but, yeah it was it was uh i don't know it was not, it was just something to make money did i like it eh, not really it was just something to make a few extra bucks and then uh but you, you wanted know, did that you, for did that for a couple of years it was all right you know? yeah so, i you, mean yeah you were just, the, just a way to make a few extra bucks because i wanted things and yeah like i said my parents wouldn't just say if i wanted something i couldn't just say hey mom give me money to go buy this it's like well how much do you have you know maybe i'll match it or I'm sorry, you're going to have to, you know, save up for it. So it was good. I mean, it was, you know, they both, you know, my my parents and my step-parents, I mean, they all, they, they were all, like, both working. 
working. You know, I mean, both families were working on both sides. So, um, yeah. you know, even up until my mom's still alive, but the rest of them passed and uh, they all pretty much worked right up to the end. So, yeah, dude, yeah. that's the way, but that's, you know, that's a good thing. I was one of the kids I like, you know, that had a job early, but I always wanted a job too. You know what I mean? Like eventually you get to an age and Justin, were you the same way? Where like you get to an age, you're like, I want a job now. Like, I don't want, you know, like your friends are getting jobs. Like, and it's not like you're working every day, but working like the weekends and busting tables and cash under the table kind of thing. Yeah. No, you if, if you wanted a cell phone, you had to get a job. Yeah. That was you wanted it. anything, right? Anything. anything. Yeah. My parents handed me, yeah. My parents were handing me anything. I stopped getting yeah. allowance at like 11. They were like, if you need things, you go buy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Plus, too, like, you oh, want to, okay. like, you're, you're hanging out with like you want to like hang out with chicks and stuff too. You gotta have money and like you want to do anything. Yeah, yeah, buy yeah. If you wanted to buy clothes or whatever and party and do all that stuff, you needed you need to have some income. You couldn't be the mooch. I did. Oh, it's the, changed. Um, I mean, you still you still do today. Oh I yeah, I did. Just, I mean, you're working two jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's At why, least yeah, women are or yeah, it doesn't it, that doesn't go away. Significant others are always going to be expensive. They get more expensive with time, if anything. Yeah. You should what talk you? to your old boss. He must not have been paying you too much. Paying <laughs> I did hey. the uh, I did the weekend stuffing. So I would take like the Best Buy and all that stuff, stick it in the newspaper, and then put it in the sleeve, and then throw it to the side. Like I did that for a little bit yeah. like, around college oh. time. That job is just a huge warehouse full of newspapers. Just put them together, put them in sleeves, and that's all it was. It was just so repetitive. It paid, it, it paid like seven fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, and that was like I don't seasonal. I don't even remember what I made. I think it was like three something an hour. It was minimum wage. But you, but like the paper boy worked for tips, right? Wasn't that the big thing? You would get tipped. Um, I'm trying to remember. You would get tips, but I think it was mainly like around like holidays, like they yeah. give you something yeah. in the mailbox. But you know what? I, I it was it was a long time ago. I didn't, it really wasn't yeah. a lot of money in tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, uh, the hospitality industry. Oh, heck no. We had a, uh, we had a, a a former guest of the show, friend of the show. Funnily enough, his name is Chris as well. And Chris Wertan, and he was a paper boy. And he had said it was the most awkward thing in the world to have to go collect the money from these people. Yeah, that's right. He was like, he said, he's like, he's walking up to the house. He's like, he's like, you owe six bucks for your paper. And they're like, oh, we don't have any cash. Well, you'll get you next time, right? And he's like, well, you know, that comes out of my pay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You're right. And now it's coming back to me because it was so long ago. I was like 12, but you, that's right. You had those collection books and you had to rip it out and you had to collect it. And some people, yeah, they would get behind. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, if they got, I think if I remember correctly, if they got behind, they just didn't get a favor. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's a, we know how to handle those guys, you know? Yeah. They get behind. Yeah. All right. So let's keep it moving then. So after you got done delivering some papers and all that stuff, uh, you became a dishwasher at the Gypsy Rose. Is it, is that place still there or no? Uh, The structure is still there, but they closed down, um, you know, several years ago, just rotting away. Yeah. 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 I, I worked there for a short stint. Um, when I was like 14 washing dishes. You know, that yeah. was like the first of several jobs in the hospitality industry. Yeah. All right. I, you said on your feet, washing dishes, you know, it was a yeah. shitty job. But yeah, but again, I wanted money. So 
true. And you, who else you, is going to hire a fourteen-year-old? That's <laughs> hey, that is the truth. They are always looking for young, young, cheap labor in those yep. hospitality. And like, dude, you run into some characters in like, like the gentleman I was just speaking about. They got the newspaper. They're all people I've met in the hospitality industry. You run into some characters. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, and at that age, like you're like 15. You know, I remember my the first restaurant I worked at, I was 12, right? And I was dishwashing, bussing tables, same thing. My mom was a waitress there. That's how I got the job, right? And like, dude, you're talking like like there's older guys there that you think are cool. You know, and they're telling you about like chicks and like all this stuff, and they're saying stuff, and you're like, bro, yeah, man, totally. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Like you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You have you're completely full of shit. You're just acting like, yeah, dude, I know that. Yeah, I know what all that stuff is. Yeah, come on, I know what the Z's are, dude. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, you know, you're running into all this stuff where it's just like, you know, you gotta I feel like you got like uh, a street education in a way from a little bit, yeah. A little bit, you know, because it was mainly, you know, I guess at that time it wasn't, you know, it was either you're, you're going to college or you're, you know, looking at a career in hospitality or something, you know, something in the trades, you know. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, I liked it, obviously, because I did it. I worked in the industry, you know, up until like last year. Didn't necessarily like washing dishes, yeah, bringing yeah, pots yeah. and tables. But again, when you're that age, yeah. not much you can do at that restaurant. But yeah. yeah. I always like to eat, so that was a plus. I was getting free food, you know. That so. is, dude. That yeah. is a plus. I remember the first, like the first place I worked at was Italian spot, and it was a nice Italian spot, right? But I remember I'd be like, dude, they actually put lemon in their waters, dude, <laughs> you know, and like thinking that was like so high class, and they would give right. like bread at dinner, give you a little color, yeah, yeah. But just, now let me ask you this: when you bartend. Yeah, you probably don't give anybody a lemon, right? I just throw some ice in there and some water, and here you go. Unless they ask for it, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, shut. Like, dude, it like the bar, the bar I work at. If you're asking for fruit in your drink, and you're a dude, you're not gonna last long there. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now, they're gonna butcher you. Be like, what do you, what do you need? A strawberry? Where's your, where's your cocktail? I don't even, I don't even cocktail? put. Uh, I don't even balance my. I just drink a little ice, a little like whiskey or vodka. It's, yeah. So I just sip that stuff. Hey man, that's how the pros do it, brother. Mm-hmm. Sip, sipping with some ice, pal. That's the way to go. I wish we were doing this in person. I, yeah, you could have a drink. I could have a drink. Oh, I could have given you a couple, pal. I would, had I known, we've only ever done one in-person interview thus far on the show, and it was at the uh, Hensel Gracie PA Academy episode available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work and Perspectives Podcast. But yeah, it was uh yeah, there was there was no booze involved then because we did it at like eight in the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a little early, but uh so nice. So let's keep it moving. So you're a dishwasher there, then you became a busser at now. This is a spot I think I know Justin, you probably driven by it, right? This is where is it where like Ridge and Skip Back meet, right? Is that where it's is this where um Germantown and Ridge Pike meet? At okay. the bridge there in Collegeville, yeah, yeah, it just it just flooded out again like two weeks there's ago. There's a uh, there's a chicken store and an adult store right right <laughs> up right up the street, right? Yeah, specs yeah. and adult specs and adult yeah. world. Yeah. So if you're if you're coming like west, right, your specs and there's adult world, and that's where the light is at the bridge. Yeah, and then just on the other side of the bridge, on the right, um, is where. 
used to be called the Perkin Home Bridge Hotel. It's like a historic building. It's still there, but it's, you know, it's all dilapidated, run down. It got flooded out a ton of times. Yeah. And um, just kind of gave up on trying to do something with it. It just, yeah. it just got crushed again with uh, uh, that storm that, a couple weeks ago. That whole uh. Ford dealership that's right there for anyone yeah. who knows what we're actually talking about also completely flooded every single car. Yeah. Are you, do you live up that way? No, but I used to work the, I used to work at a warehouse that was on that, not too far from there, like a little down further yeah. towards uh, East Norton, but we'd East like to go out there. For, yeah. We'd go out there for like lunch and stuff. And I knew a couple of kids from Collegeville. Gotcha. Yeah. No, you're, you're right though, because the, the, the restaurant on the other side of the bridge, Collegeville Inn, that's now like an assisted living facility. Yeah. They put this huge retaining system up. And now when it floods there, presses all it pushes all that water back down along 29 and you're you're right I and mean, i saw pictures of the ford dealership and every single yeah, car. it was almost to the roof line yeah it every single car. everything was in the parking lot yeah it was nuts there was Terrible. i mean at least 80 cars in the lot i mean that car dealership guy's got to be so happy but every single car flooded yeah, yeah i mean the, you know i learned this uh, at my job studying for my pnc license but to get flood flood is its own separate insurance so that guy could have liability. He could have casualty. Yeah. He could have all that. Yeah. But if he doesn't have flood insurance, then sorry, bud. I'd say probably don't have it because of the history there. That 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 spot floods out all the time. Like that restaurant flooded out tons of time. So tons of times, yeah. and then the last two times, really bad because. Like I said, they put this retaining system up and it just presses everything back. They just, there was another bar up there, the duck in that just got leveled. And that's oh. that was easily 20 foot above the Perkin Creek. Yeah, it was a new bar that they just dumped a lot of money into. It was like, it was pretty hopping. And uh, oh. all their stuff was outside when I passed the other day. So damn. You know, Dude, that's plus crazy. there's a lot of houses that sit down low along that Perkin Creek that got, yeah. you know, yeah. annihilated. Because I mean, like I said, I I grew that's where I went to school. I went to PV. It was right on 29. So I grew up in that uh, skip back college area. Yeah. Beautiful area. I'll tell you. Yeah. I remember for, dude, for years, there was uh, like, I, you, I would see Sonic commercials for years, right? Sonic commercials are on everything. And I'm like, what is this in place? Like there was nowhere, nowhere around where I lived that Sonic. There was, wasn't, the, I don't even think there was a Sonic in the city. Because checkers would have forced them out, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I only know. Excuse me, I knew of one. Dude, that's the only one I ever heard of. Was like someone said it was in Collegeville. It's like, well, I gotta go. I gotta see what this thing's about. That's just good advertising. I saw it enough where they forced me to have to go. You know? They just closed. Yeah, you talk. It, it's up a little further. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Upper Providence, uh, almost like Limerick. Yeah, they yeah. They, yeah they, they just closed that one down. Yeah, not if I mean you know Sonic. I I think I've only ever been one time. I'm not gonna lie. It was I was, I was never there. Yeah, it's you know the whole gimmick's just driving up. It's not great, but uh, <laughs> you know. So okay, so <laughs> Justin, so I so specs in adult world, right? I was thinking this when researching the show, and I had seen that those were near the Perkham and Bridge Hotel, like that that intersection. Yeah, yeah. And I would love if those two places were owned by the same guy, because that guy oh. would have it right. You know, they were you connected. Get... Yeah. Off, you... Did you ever eat at Specs? Specs, fantastic chicken. Oh, Specs really? Really? Banging. Uh, yeah. Like 
It's like five times better than KFC. Like they have all those kind of sides, but then it's uh, what do they call it? Broiled or not broiled? Broasted uh, chicken. Yeah. Bang it. What yeah, I do it there all the time. Cool. I've eaten there hungover many a time, and it has cured quite an illness. Really? Yeah. Bang it. It's, and I, it's an old yeah. school shop. Now it hasn't changed. It still looks the same as it did years ago. It's been yeah. Far back as I can remember. Yeah, they do roasted chicken and they do some sides and all, but they're known for their roasted chicken. It's yeah, you know, so all the time. Really bro- boiled and roasted. Is that like they boil like, it's it? It's like a um it's like almost like a flash fry. It's it's oh. like a like a pressure fry thing. I, yeah. I've never done it, but but yeah, he's right. It, it's really good. It's yeah. way better, in my opinion, it's way better than just going and buying a bucket of fried chicken. It's, oh my so much better. Yeah. Hey. Dude, I'm tell- well, I mean, like I was saying, like you hit adult world, you get a bucket of fried chicken. That's a good ass night, you get buddy. Some anal <laughs> beads, you get some chicken. <laughs> yeah, just get weird. Yikes! Right. Have, you ever, have you ever been there in adult world? So we used to, as kids, always scream "Dad" anytime we drove by the one in Montgomeryville. <laughs> just like stick your head and go, "Dad." Yeah, that's right. That one. <laughs> that, that one was big. So the one, so, I mean, we can go to quick tangent about adult world. We don't go too much into it. But the yeah. one in Montgomeryville used to have boots. And the one time I see my buddy coming, like when I was an adult, coming out of the back. And I was like, what's in the back? And they're like, oh, you didn't know they had booths in there? I was like, no, I didn't oh, know they had booths. It's disgusting. I, I, I was, I've been in the one in college, well, not to buy things, but I worked at that Domino's Pizza. I used to deliver pizzas over there. Yeah, was, so you walk in there and it's like, it's just like, it's like a little retail shop, sold toys and yeah, yeah. A bunch of weird videos stuff, and stuff like but that. But they're 24 hours though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. It's like open till uh, like two or something. Weird yeah, they're like open. That. It's yeah. open late. I remember. Yeah. At least the I one. Never went there shopping. Yeah. I've been in there for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've never. Same. Same. I've uh, delivered pizzas there as well. That's the only time I was there. So, uh, all right. So let's keep it. So I do want to say this. So you're a busser at the Perkium and Bridge Hotel. What? Because uh, I remember, and we talked about this during the pre-show. Is Justin, do you remember the Tremont Hotel that used to be in Lansdale? That was like it was on Main and Broad Street, right at the corner. Yeah, there's a, there's it had a, that a, like window overhang, thing. correct? And it was, yeah, a, there's, there's a right, aid. yeah, yeah, there's a right aid there now, right? Like they, I remember the day they they tore it down, like we, I watched it, it was awesome. They smashed it to smithereens, <laughs> it was so cool to watch, but uh. They um that place had like a five star French chef at one point. It was like when the mob ran Lansdale, that place was like the taps of the taps, right? Like you're like a beautiful, like you know, just like a beautiful like five star place stay, really great stuff, right? But was the Perkium and Bridge Hotel like that, Chris? Or what are we looking at? Was it more of like is it kind of like a Joseph Ambler in situation or what do we do? It was uh, um when I when I worked there. Like I said, it was a historic building. Like when I worked there, I don't think that the rooms were operational. I'm pretty sure it was still just a restaurant, but I don't remember because it was, you know, 30 to 35 years ago. Yeah. I know that it's changed hand, it changed hands several times, but then eventually, you know, after getting flooded out however many times, it just stayed shut down. And I guess there's issues with doing anything with it because it's a historic building. So yeah. they either were like a fine dining restaurant that had, you know, rooms upstairs at one point. They were, you know, it was it was a decent restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know, it's pretty popular. It's just like I said, right on the water there. It yeah, yeah, you know, got flooded out all the time. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate too that you pronounce it as crick and not creek. Because yeah, did I say crick? 
That's you said the right way. That's what you said. All right, pal. Yeah, I've been fish. I fished it for you know good thirty. You've been years, fishing bro. that creek for years, Bob. Yeah. So all right, so let's keep it moving. So at this point too, because I remember you said this during the pre-show. You know, you had had some ambition of possibility one day of like, you know, you had it in your mind, like you wanted to own your own restaurant. Right. So so where like so were you at this time, like you're working at a restaurant and you had thought maybe because I remember I had had that thought, too, like because before working in restaurants, like restaurants were like this allure, you know, like, oh, I'm going out to eat like this is going to be so great, you know. But now that you've worked (laughs) in a restaurant, you know, like f this this sucks <laughs> you know like that old i mean thing. it depends it just depends on you know the man the owner's management yeah. the staff i mean yeah. i worked at good places and i worked at shit places and i just i remember working there working washing dishes busting tables doing whatever and i'm thinking oh, i don't want to do that i'd rather this might be you know you know a lifelong thing but purchase a restaurant but then as i got older i realized you know yeah, it's not necessarily, it could be great, but it's one of those things where, you know, everybody's in your pocket. You have all the insurances to deal with, liability, yeah. hand laws, um, yeah. staff, well, I, you have to have staff yeah. that you trust, especially now with social media. I would never, I would never want to own a restaurant now. So, now so I'd love, it'd be fun, but um, I don't see many places really last. I mean, there's some that do, but for the most part, most places, you know, if they get hot, if it's loud, and just, you know, try to kind of change the theme back up again. Wait. What do you mean now a word from our sponsor? Are you someone who struggles picking a podcast to listen to because your time is extremely valuable? Yeah, how'd you know? Are you someone who says, damn, there's not enough hours in the day to pick just one? Mm-hmm. Wait, what the fuck? Or are you someone who's interested in a podcast where they interview a wide range of people and find out how the hell they ended up in their profession? <laughs> it's like you read my mind. If I say yes to, can you help oh, me out? Oh, shit. Shit. On an unrelated note, while we call the police, if you fuck. said yes to all those questions, then look no further and allow me to introduce you to the Working Perspectives Podcast, hosted by executive producer Matt Lavelle and accompanied by co-host Party Boy Pete McCormick. As mentioned, they interview a wide range of people and find out how in the purple and purple fuck they ended up in their no, professions, I which I think, in my opinion, as someone who previously dropped off from one man. place to another I until I found something I'm good at, this is something worth investing your time in. You will learn about jobs that you never knew existed. Feel the grind that some of these people felt before getting to where they are today. And just like me, it'll maybe help you find that motivation you're looking for to pursue in what it is you want to do. And also, they have great segments in the middle of the show, such as The Weekend Pop-In. Give it a shot. We my two favorites, Memory Lane and What's Going Down in Gamertown, which Wait, is a segment I'm part of, so you should definitely look into it. No, so, that being said, after this Why? video, Why go out and listen out? to The Working Perspectives Podcast. You can find because them on I Apple Podcasts, up. Spotify, YouTube, Google well, Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Like All business, links are in the, the link tree, like which is in the description. And now, back to the episode. the movies and theaters, it's going to go on to the streaming services. So I was telling Matt, like I used to have, I just used to have, you probably had it too. You were young. Um, the dial TV. So you had three, six, nine, 29, yeah. 48, 57. Yeah. So I, that's how I, I stumbled upon ECW. Like I didn't know anyone else knew ECW Ooh, existed for like six it. months. Like I thought it was like a little secret that there was this random wrestling thing I'd found on my shitty TV. In I my think bedroom. that we had, we had developed a bond because we both watched ECW. Like nobody knew the, uh, what it was. Like, in my school 
What's that, Chris? Who, who was uh, – I remember ECW. What was – it was WWF, it was ECW, which was the one with like the Road Warriors and all that. WCW. That was, they were was in the w- WWF too. They had the shoulder pads, the spikes. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were in w- yeah, were, I, I like yeah. I like wrestling. Yeah, when I was they young, were in eighties WWF, like the Tonka Bret yeah. Hart era. Yeah. Yeah, when I was you know, when I was young, yeah, I was trying to think of like in my real you know, real young. It was like Hulk Hogan and yeah. Bob yeah. Backlund, the Iron Sheik and all that. Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Dougie. Yeah, Bret Bret Hart came into the game eventually, but dude, I'll tell you what. what, what have you ever watched the show Dark Side of the Ring? It's uh yeah. it's a documentary series about like, do they cover like Owen Hart's death? They cover Chris Benoit's death, wow, Eddie ben Guerrero. They talk about like ECW, New Jack, Brian Pillman. I watched the Brian Pillman episode the other day. Crazy, like yeah. the stuff, dude. Wrestling is a is like a fascinating industry because oh, it, yeah. it dude it's a bunch of carnies just thinking of fun shit and going out and wrestling and like yeah like making dude millions mega bucks like in the bill uh, Vinny Max in the billions you know yeah and the new company With New Jack a- yeah New Jack probably never made over sixty thousand dollars in a year. Dude, I doubt he made that much. But did you was, ever do you you do you did like MMA and all that yeah. like, like training and all that? Did you ever do wrestling? Honestly, I've won. I remember I had a buddy that would come to the MMA gym and like we would talk about like, oh, well, what do you got going this weekend, whatever. And he said, dude, every Friday night he goes down to they have like a wrestling school and he takes a wrestling class and he said it's the funnest thing ever because like you know like they're training you and it's like a workout and stuff. But he was like, it's, dude, it's just a blast. Like, when you're in there yeah, and, like. These are crazy. Yeah. Like, doing, dude, like, if you could give someone an elbow drop off the top rope, are you kidding me yeah. right now? Like, you wouldn't yeah. do that. Like, the macho. I used to, when we were young, we used to take all the, all the cushions off the couches, oh. get to the top, do the Jimmy Snooker. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that ring. One of my employees got that for me. Oh, hold, on, hold it up a little. Raise high. it up. You oh, can't. there you go. Ah! Is that a Super Bowl ring? It's a fantasy. fantasy championship. Hell right. yeah. I got that. Oh, I got mine right here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's not fantasy. Some. It's a replica 2008 World Series rank. Jimmy oh, Rollins. yeah. Oh, yeah. I should go. That was, I a, should, that was a great team. Yeah, it was an awesome I team. Sh- I should go get mine. I have the the uh, the Eagles Super Bowl ring replica. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. I need, I, need I need one of them. I'm, how, I'm how used to bring it in the office. I like wore this for a week. What's that? How, how old are you? I mean, I know how old you are, Matt. How old I'm, are you? 30, I'm 36. Yeah, so you're, you're about 13 bo- years old. Did you, I was did born you go to any of those? 85? Yeah, yeah, but I live in Plymouth Meeting now. I grew up in North Wales, North Penn. Lived in Norristown on Halls Avenue down in the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah I know where Halls is. Um, yeah, that's right stabbed on my like there. Line. Somebody got shot as soon as I left. It's like right by – it's still on the same street Papa Guido's is on. Yeah. It's at the bottom of Papa Guido's. Yeah, right across from Sunoka. What, what were you going to ask him, Chris? I moved from Norristown, but my family still stayed down there. My brothers uh, and I, you know, my dad was still down there, so I was down there all the time. But yeah, Halls Avenue, it's like right there on the borderline of West North. It's almost not even Norristown. But yeah, Papa yeah. Guido's pizza shop right across the street. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, yeah. If you're, hey, look, they sell alcohol until 1 a.m., and you can buy a $2 <laughs> bottle of beer. So, like, you know, 
the that's what it was. That, it was. It was mainly people there buying, you know, 40s, blunts, and then you could get blunts. like they would have these pizza roll things, a little personal strombolis. Those Jones weren't bad, yo. Were you good? They were all right. Like their pizza. I, I know. I mean, I know that area real well. That's, that's my whole stopping ground. Uh, Alfredo's yeah, is the best breakfast in all of Norristown. Alfredo's, Alfredo's on Ridge. It's on Main Street. Uh, oh, Ridge yeah. And, uh, yeah, up a little bit. Up by where the 7-Eleven was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alfredo's yeah. there. They sell fake jerseys out front. You can get a fake yeah. Eagles jersey and you get a I don't think it was jersey. Alfredo's, but when I was a kid, I used to ride my bike there. It was something else. It was another, it was another spot, but I've definitely been there. Yeah. There was a uh, – was... And Tony G's. What used, sorry, last place. Tony G's, what used to be Frank's on the corner of Egypt and Main Street. Yep. That's the yeah, best bar in all of Norristown, yeah. Yeah, that's Keith Gallo. Yeah, it's Keith's spot. Yeah, I, I, knew yeah. I used to go there when I was, when I was 21. We lived there. I, still I there. lived. I, I always worked I was, there. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I wonder if I, I – you look a little familiar. Dude, I lived in that bar for about three to four years uh, from, yeah. like, 2004 – 2006 to, like, 2009. I, like, lived in that bar. Like, like I drank there. She, almost, the last time she worked there was probably right around mid-2000s. But, yeah, he uh, – she would work there. She was a bartender. But you know how it goes. A lot of times bartenders bounce around from place to place. But yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Frank he, Frank passed away, obviously. Yeah. Keith runs it now. But um, they used to have Anthony's over in Bridgeport, too. But Frank's, when I was 21, like we lived there. And the upstairs, remember, you looked through the hall. There used to be a like, hole in the, the floor. <laughs> you could look down down below. But we used what? To Other bathroom? That's a great spot. Food's they- their food was always fucking food, awesome. It's really, really they had a good. really He's good, a good job. Yeah, they had, they had a really good chef, but because they wanted to keep smoking in there, your profits had to be less than twenty percent from food. It remained smoking. Yeah, yeah. They, you can smoke in there. Yeah, they have a tavern day. license. Yeah, they got good smoke eaters in there. So, Plus, you know. Bull was a really it's good. Fa- it's the family that gets away with it. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good dude. He, Bull was he's a really, really yeah. He was a really good chef. So he would make on Sunday nights. He would make Sunday night dinner. It'd be meatloaf, mashed potatoes, a vegetable, and it'd be nah. eight ninety nine because it has to stay under a certain dollar amount. Huh. For that. Yeah. So they would make you. He'd make like he'd he'd make like uh, like salmon some nights. Like he'd be in the back making. He was cool. He lives right next door. He was like Ukrainian. I forget his name. Yo, they he did like, uh, great chef. They knocked out the building next door and they and put now a, parking it's a parking lot. lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a parking that lot. That just came in like a couple years ago. That was the problem. They didn't, they didn't really have any parking. There was nowhere to park, and you used to park in at Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, they used to park at Seven Eleven, and then you know they obviously they closed all that up too. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, try, I try to go there when I'm down that way once in a while. They have good wings, good chicken sandwiches. Yeah, real good wings, real good cheesesteaks. I love that place. Yep. What is there? So isn't there a place called like King Fried Chicken, right? That's and further down. That's yeah. in North like, Down. Yeah. yeah, that's Tony G's is the old friend. That's up in um, you almost call West it like, North. Yeah, that's yeah, right at Egypt Road and the Ridge Pike there, but King Fried Chicken or Crown Fried Chicken. Crown, I think you're right. Yeah, that's down there, right on Main, um, in the heart of Borough of Northstone. There was a uh, th- there. So when I worked at Vinny T's, there was a, a bunch of like you know uh, Mexican guys that worked in the kitchen with me, right? And they would make this stuff for lunch. It was called chilaquiles, right? And it is the best, bro. Like yeah. it's like so they take tortillas. And like they like grill them, then they dice them up, then they throw them in a cheese sauce, and it's kind of like a pasta dish with tortillas, right? And then they throw like meat and like 
they no Mexican place ever has it. And I was dating someone at the time and she had found this place that had chili quiles and you would go in, you get the chili quiles, then they put you would get either chicken or meat on top of it. Then you could get an egg and then it would be like a red red salsa or green salsa. And bro, the that best. sounds good. It Dude. sounds good. You know, you all haven't been home yet, right? I haven't yeah. eaten there yet. Oh man. <laughs> Did dinner come with this podcast? Oh, dude, I should we I would love to do that. Like a like a Sunday gravy during it. Dude, like the Sunday gravy podcast or something where you do it like a Sunday and have like a big dinner. Oh, it'd be awesome. My girl made Linguini and clams. It's downstairs waiting for me. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're really sacrificing. Well, good thing we're <laughs> almost done. What I was going to say before was, did you ever see that picture of me with Hulk Hogan? No. no you you, I, Hogan? Tell you, about, I, I never told no. you. I never showed you that. Hanahan never showed you that. No. He never Oh, yeah, I was down that. in uh, – I used to go to Clearwater every year for Philly spring training. Hogan lives in Tampa. Yeah. So there's a um, there's a restaurant in Clearwater Marina area, not the beach, up further a little from the area. It's actually owned by remember Mike Allstott? He was oh, of course. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, so, hell yeah, Mike 40. Allstott. Yeah. So yeah, they, there's a bar he you know part owns. It's a real upscale fine dining place called Island Way. And my wife and I would always go there when we were down for spring training and a lot of the players, you know, they go fishing with their families or they'll go in there for a restaurant. Like Halliday used to be there all the time because his brother worked there. But I was sitting there getting ready to leave. My wife's like, oh, let's have one more drink. I sit down at the bar and uh, bartender's like, hey, Hulk Hogan just walked by. And I was like, I looked and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you the pictures. Cause uh, yeah. um, my wife goes over to him and she's like, I, sw- I swear, she's like, excuse me, Mr. Hawk, right? It's saying just like that. She's like, excuse me, Mr. Hawk. And uh, he's like, yeah. Like, What's up, brother? He was talking just like that, right? He's still a pretty big dude. He was there with his yeah. girlfriend. Um, and he's like, would you mind? Uh, she's like, would you mind after you're done dinner? You know, we can get a picture together. My son, my brother, my husband. Um, so my husband is a big <laughs> fan, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, when I'm done eating all that. But then meanwhile, people started realizing, he was sitting at the roll bar, people started realizing that he was there. And, you know, they're coming over and harassing yeah. him. You know, they're all like, you know, dropping like elbow and all that. Yeah. Um, he was getting annoyed. So she left, came over to sit. But when he was leaving, his girl came over and got us and said, these guys first, because they came over, you know, politely asked and all yeah. outside. And the funny part uh. of the story was, I probably have a picture on my computer. I'll show it to you. He, uh, <laughs> he was trying to talk to me. He was like, where are you from, brother? And I was starstruck. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't talk. My wife's like, it's your question. You're going to talk to him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Narstown, right? Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah. He's like, she, my wife's like, yeah, outside the Philly area. He's like, oh, Spectrum. I used to tell that place. I couldn't talk. I, mean, I was just like, because, you know, yeah. he, was, he was a star when you were a kid. And get to, yeah. get to see him. And, yeah, big dude. He was he was pretty cool. Dude, that's I saw, I awesome. The picture. Dude, this, I love that he was like he was like, hey, they were polite. They let us eat. They didn't bother yeah. us, and they can't. That's she, awesome. His, his girl said that came over, got her, and walked us out, and was like, you know, we got to talk to him for a little bit. Got some pictures with him. And dude, I'm gonna see if I can. Find, I'm gonna, I know that I have the, a picture. Uh, is that the dude, most right. famous person you ever met? What's that? Is that the most famous person you ever met? Oof. I mean, I met. Um, Ton, like from going to Clearwater, you you meet 
a lot of the ball players. Like, yeah. yeah, like I have from like you showed the 2018. I think I've met most of them. Bell and right. being down there is spring training. I can't. I'd say like Phillies players, like Eagles players, um, like Eagles alumni, not current players. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I met a lot of Eagles alumni over the last several years through a friend of mine does. Um, he's on a board for an organization that not going to take too much time, but they, they give uh, dogs, like service dogs, to PTASD yeah. veterans. Cool. And oh. the director of that Worked for the she worked for the Eagles and, and the NFL and her her role was to work with the players who wanted to give back that didn't know how yeah. so he looks he, he's a he's the other guy I was going to have you work with to, to come on this show he's a real estate broker but he does a lot he does events with them but also like member appreciation yeah at the country club he belongs to so I've met in the last couple of years like I got I met Trotter Westbrook yeah. um I've been hanging with uh um. Mamula, we hung out with oh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Mamula in the parking lot at a local, uh, you know, establishment establishment down there at Oaks Hollis. Hollis, Hollis, Hollis. Me, my brother yeah. was messing with Hollis. Hollis Love told Hollis me, Thomas. he told me straight out, he's like, "That boy's gonna get hurt." You should yeah. see. He, my brother is four hundred pounds, and when you see Hollis next to him, you'll be like, "Holy shit, that's a big dude." Dude, oh, Hollis Thomas was a monster. Yeah, but Trot was cool. Yeah, Axman was really cool. Dude. Westbrook. Yeah, he was kind of like just there because he had to be, and then, you know, then he yeah. just yeah, like, like yeah. It's the same yeah. experience I had. Who did? You, who's the most famous person you met, Justin? So uh, it would just be Eagles. Like I went to, so my buddy DJ'd Ike Reese's 35th birthday party, and he's like, I I need to bring somebody to help me carry crates for records. He didn't really need somody, but he's like, you want to come to Ike Reese's fifth? So I got excluded. Yeah, I so Ike's awesome. I met um I met Trotter. He was the man. Westbrook. I had Reebok pumps on. Reebok or uh, pumps. Yeah. West Westbrook is by himself, like in the corner drinking wine. And he, I come up to the bar to order something. I try to like leave him alone, and he saw my shoes. And he was like, "Oh, you got pumps on? Can I pump pumps. them?" And he pumped my pumps up. All excited. <laughs> so I tell my buddy who's a DJ about this. And he's like, "Oh, ask him if he'll like talk to me or something, right?" So Westbrook's walking away and I tap Westbrook on the shoulder. I'm a little tipsy. I've been having a, I met Nax Gene Giles, who's the man. Yeah, I yeah. met um, Sheldon Brown. Sheldon's and, uh, awesome. I tap Westbrook on the shoulder like, hey, we talked earlier. Come say hello to my buddy. It's like all I was going to do. Tap him. He like ignores me. I like tap him again. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he turned. Yeah, he around. wasn't really. He, yeah, he's not really into the like fans. I know, like and that. I was a little like overboard by that point because I was just like so jacked. On, this is the first time I met like anybody. Yeah. And he's like, dude. He's like, dude. Don't tap me on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, oh, no, Brian Wilson yeah. like, hates me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, take the miracle of Netherlands. Yeah. I was like, no, he ruined it. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he was a great player, but yeah, like Trout was cool. He would just talk, Trot, bullshit, yeah. get pictures with. Yeah. Max Gene Gallo. Uh, I remember Hollis because we were at a party and he was just walking around with a big bottle of uh, scotch. Uh, Johnny Walker scotch. Yeah, actually, well, sat, I, like a handle. He stole my freaking table. But what was I gonna do? I was like, I had all my yeah, stuff yeah. And He sat. He he set up shop with his crew right at the table. I was looking at him. I was like, Yep, we gotta find a table. <laughs> you're like i guess this is his table now He's because we're not moving him he was a monster really? yeah, my, matter of fact um just last week well i was i was supposed to go boston scott has like a um a business down there in college really just opened and um remember mighty mouse 
Yeah. Or Mighty Mighty, whatever they call him. Um, McMillan. Yeah. I don't really know him that well, but he's affiliated with that uh, that foundation. I was supposed to go with my buddy down. They were doing like a tasting, like bourbon and some kind of barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I ended up having to go to a fantasy football draft. So uh, that, that would have been a pretty cool event. But Mamula is cool. But my best friend is like pretty much really good friend, Gossip Mamula, like all the time now. So. Dude, cool, dude, I remember when we would when I had season tickets, we would when like when like we were losing a game and people are frustrated, I would we would start the Mike Mamula chant. We would just be like Mike Mamula, Mike Mamula, Mike Mamula. Mike. He, was cool, he was I mean, a lot of people think he was a bust. He, I think he was still, you know, solid player. I don't know about that high in the draft, but overall, I think yeah. you know, he was he was still a solid player. He was on that BC team that ended that Notre Dame run with Lou Holtz. Wow, yeah. That was like, what, late 90s, right? Mid-late 90s? I will never forgive him for that. That was in the – I think it was like the early 90s. You you can send it later. So the most famous uh, person I've ever met is Morgan Freeman. Oh, really? Yeah. He's He's a great actor. Dude, he so I was bartending at this place called Vinny T's in Wayne or in uh, Ardmore. It's not there anymore. And I think it was like Father's Day or Mother. I think it might have been Father's Day. And he comes into the restaurant. Right. Because I think he was meeting with someone to like shoot a movie in that area. So the, we had we had, like there was like a dude like I met Bernard Hopkins and bought his dinner there. I was starstruck Ooh. when I met him. Dude, oh, like, no, like, no, you no, know, no, like there's no, a no, bunch. Yes. The executioner. The executioner. Like they're like John LeClaire, Patty LaBelle, M. Night Shyamalan. Like they would all come into this restaurant. So everyone knew, like, look, if someone famous comes in, Chuck would Charles Barkley would come in. But like if someone famous comes in, don't pester them. Let them eat. If we can go up, we'll go up as like if you know, you can go say hi later, but go together. Everyone say hi at once. Don't yeah, let, let them yeah, do their thing. And then, Correct. and then after that. Yeah. yeah, I met Leclerc too. I was at a Phillies game. He's a, he's a Red Sox fan. Yeah, and he was he was actually we were actually sitting right in like great seats in the heart of like the Red Sox section. It was, uh, it was Al Morganti, uh, John Leclerc, Chris, Chris Terrian, and I'll never, uh, I'll never forget. We were, my brother and I were down there, and we were sitting right behind him. And we were like annoying him to the point where like, how did you guys get these tickets? Right? He, was, <laughs> he asked Leclerc, he's not even a hockey fan, but he asked Leclerc for an autograph because his boss at the time was a fan. And <laughs> Leclerc went to sign. He's like, ah, I don't want no autograph, no analyst. He's like, little. Oh. And we were we were having a my brother and I were having a pig roast like two weeks from then. We were trying to get him to plug it on uh, on six ten. <laughs> Dude, Leclerc. Uh, Dude, I'll say this. Would you agree, Chris? Leclerc, he's not the tallest guy, but he had shoulders like a damn he was, Yeah, he was. He was. He was pretty like, thick. Yeah. Him, needless to say, they left. They, all three of them left. They went somewhere else. They probably had a box somewhere. But, yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> they were that sick of you? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were really sick of us. Well, we were Phillies fans, right? Like, seriously, I don't even remember where he got the tickets, but. Yeah, it was all Red Sox fans around us over on, like, the third base side. Like, baseball. Yeah. Or actually, in infield on the Red Sox side. I asked my brother this question one time, like, "Who's the most famous person you ever met?" He goes, "One time in Vegas, I get on an elevator, and it's from the show Everybody Loves Raymond, his brother, the guy with the deep voice." Uh, oh yeah. And he, I was like, "Oh, what was that like?" And he goes, "I got on the elevator. I went, hey, are you that guy?'" And he went, "Yeah, I'm that guy." And that was it. 
I was like, oh, yeah, you, cool. sound, you sound, you actually sound just like him. I don't remember yeah. his name, but Robert. I don't know his uh, name Brad, either. Brad, maybe. Yeah, Brad, yeah. Brad. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Brad. But that was, I was like, that's it. He's like, yeah, that, that's the only person I've ever met. Uh, dude, when I, so, okay, so Morgan Freeman's at the restaurant, right? He's there. And so he eats his dinner, and we have him kind of in an area where, like, you can't really see him unless you know he's there. So, after he's done eating, we like grow up as a group, like a couple people. And there was this one kid in the group who was kind of like, like, he's like a stunad, right? So we're walking up and everyone's just like, Hey, Mr. Freeman, you're a huge fan. And like, this is kind of like you at, it was before like uh smartphone camera phones, like you could have a camera phone, but everyone was just like, you know, pickled to, or tickled to meet him. So everyone's like, dude, huge fan. Love your work. You're, you're a brilliant actor. Like all these things. Right. And the one Stunod kid says, yeah, I loved you in a time to kill. Right. And he was like, oh, that wasn't me. That was Samuel yeah, that was Jackson. Samuel Jackson right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I, everyone was His big like, thing was what, Shawshank? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was Morgan Freeman. Was Shawshank, guy. Glory. He's been in a ton of... Dude, he's Morgan yeah, he, Freeman. He's the man. He, I, I don't think I've met a lot, really a lot. I, I met uh, a comedian. I met, like, uh, Robin Williams. He was in an event. Like, yeah. oh. past. He was at a wedding I did Dude, met, he might be the lot. biggest Actually, star some... there is. At, like, great, yeah, he was he was great. I met uh, you ever met us in the uh, Skid Row? Yeah, yeah. So Scotty Hill, the lead guitar player, I met him at a. Uh, he he was at a wedding. I was bartending. I was looking looking at him, and I knew you. I know your face from somewhere, and and he told me I was like, ah, I thought so. So yeah, I got hung out with him for a little bit because my wife used used to like them. But yeah, you know, dude, down to down uh, size, man. Yeah. They that's still play. A, I mean, I obviously as big as it used to be, but that's a know. rough. That's a rough life. Like the, I wouldn't say washed up, but like you know, the uh, the still living the glory days kind of eighties yeah. rocker. Yeah, man, that's tough. I mean, I got to laugh though when you were talking about wrestling. Like, I can't remember if it was ECW or what. But you remember the Dudley Brothers? Oh yeah. hell yeah! So my a good friend of mine. I'm mentioning any names, but he, uh, him, and you know, a bunch of other guys when they're younger, they they ended up getting into it with like the W Brothers. Like they ended up getting into like a brawl with like a bunch of wrestlers in an event down there in like the country area. I thought it was funny. Like if you Google it, you'll re- you'll you'll read about it and shit. But yeah, like people are getting smacked with like chairs and shit. And, yeah, yeah I, I swear, I swear. He's a yeah, he's a he, he's a little older than you guys. He's he's my age. Yeah, you know, but he's from that country area, and he went to, yeah, yeah. He went to like PW. So. Yeah, yeah. Those but, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I would make fun of them. Dude, there was uh so there's a famous tag team in WWE called the Head Shrinkers, right? And yeah. it's there. One of them is Roman Reigns' dad, and the other like they're cousins with the Rock. They're part of this like famous family called the Owyhee family, which like the Rock is in Roman Reigns, the Usos, Yokozuna, Rikishi, like. They're all members of this yeah, family, right? So there's one of the one of the guys in the in the headbangers. I think his name's Sika, right? And he is like he like if you ask anybody, he's the toughest wrestler. And like Hulk Hogan's era, everyone. So Ric Flair is telling this story one time that they're in Japan, right? And they're at this bar, and the bar's on like a woo. second. Oh, woo! But, so he's they're all at this bar on the second floor, and like the, they're hanging out, they're drinking, doing their thing, 
and a basketball team comes in right and goes over to the wrestlers and starts like talking shit and they're like oh wrestlers i have a bunch of fake and flair's like he's like hey man like cut it out we're just trying to have a good time and the basketball players are still going in i'm like oh yeah you're having a good time you see your stuff's fake like all this stuff and flair was like dude honestly we're just like hey just cut it out like we're you know we're all hanging out and eventually Sika, apparently he beats like he he smacks this guy in the head, knocks him out, and throws him out of the second floor window. <laughs> you know, apparently he knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, they're just like anybody else. You know. Yeah, dude, and, and like after a while, it's like you, know, you don't want to be bothered. Like, you know? dude, imagine too. Like, imagine too that era of like. Have you ever watched like early ninety w early nineties WWE? Right. Yeah. yeah. Before the steroids trial, bro, if you're seeing like British Bulldog, Barbarian, yep. you know, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, like all yeah, of these guys, yeah. oh, they're dude, Lex, yeah, Lex Undertaker. Oh, Lex Luger, Undertaker. Lex Luger, yeah, that's, Mr. Yeah, I, was, you know, I was 20. Yeah, I was born in 72. So, yeah, late 80s, early 90s is when I was late 80s, probably is when I was really watching them. I used to yeah. see it. Scott Steiner was the biggest man I've ever seen in my whole life. Steiner, Scott yeah, Steiner. Yeah, he's been he's been got gold. But I saw I, I actually went in like the late nineties to uh, like ninety seven, ninety eight down to the spectrum. I saw like Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, during the Monday at Wars, nice. I used to do that all the time, like spear people. Oh, yeah. dude, the vet, dude, <laughs> the move. There's the like yeah. I don't know how many times I've given someone the stunner, but like a fake says, stunner. You know, my, like, brother used, my older brother used to do that to me all the time. Dude, isn't it like the best? Crack like beers, drinking. Yeah, yeah. The the 3D from the Dudley Boys. Me and my buddy would always get drunk, and we'd like head nod each other. And he would pick them up, and I would just run over. The, th- yeah. the 3D was fantastic. Oh, well, go- sure. Google the Dudley Brothers, like in like the country area back. I will know, like, look that up. Yeah, you, yeah you I've done a lot of drinking. Get, get left. Nice. So. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. So, uh, I mean, we did some bird walking, but that was all good shit. So we'll probably end up keeping it. But I do want to get into this, Chris. So like we've talked about, you worked at the restaurant. You had some other jobs. We'll skip over them. You've done catering until recently. You did catering and bartending and things like that. So, but I want to talk about the job you have now and let people know of like the climb that you had. So you started at your current, company 20 years ago right yep february was 20 years yep yeah so in the first three years right you were in a role where you were doing like uh you came in as a technician right but then in the role that you did so this is one thing that i think we say a lot on this show at least i do is that complaining the most and doing the least doesn't get you a raise or a promotion right it's the work right so you're in here as a technician but you saw a need and you filled the need. You saw that like, hey, these surveys are surveys that weren't being done. And you're like, look, let me just start doing these and become the master of these. Right. So eventually you were saw like you saw like these surveys need to be done and you took it upon yourself, even though it wasn't in your specific job qualifications or your job, you know, your your current things that you were supposed to do, your requirements. You saw these surveys and you're like, hey, let me jump on this. And, you know, that opened up a role for you in underwriting, right? So talk about, like, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people, I, I think, in, personally, the insurance industry is fascinating. Like, yeah, everything yeah. that you can insure, the different rules that go along with everything, like, like we were talking earlier, like, 
flood insurance, you know, it's its own thing. Like people wouldn't even know that, right? Like there's all these different little intricacies and underwriting is a big part of the insurance industry that doesn't get talked about enough. So kind of like talk about like, what was your role in underwriting when you first started and how did you like it there? And, and what were things like that? Yeah. So I, I came into the, I, you know, I worked in the hospitality industry, but I also, you know, I hadn't been going to college. I was going to college at the time. Let's yeah. just say certain things happened to where I left after my um, sophomore year. Yeah. I still wanted to go back. Yeah. Took a break, got a job, you know, working, got, got the, my current job through a temp service and, you know, I ended up getting them to pay for the rest of my degree, but I was hungry and I wanted to keep moving up to the company. And nice. yeah, I, I, I believe it or not, I was hired because of my restaurant background because we were doing a lot of inspections for um, a, a property carrier that insured a lot of restaurants. I had some college, you know, the guy at the time took a chance on me. One thing that I do another, I started developing, you know, in, I, I was in like engineering, but not just property and liability in, in other areas. I kept developing in that area. And then I, after a few years, I tried to branch out and, you know, the boss at that time, didn't want me to go to an underwriting. He wanted me to stay in loss control. You know, basically moved me into another role that was um, not. I didn't have direct reports, but I managed other people's resources. It was like a business I coordinated and managed yeah. for a certain region up in the Northeast. Yeah. You know, we kept working with that. You know, ended up. Um, you know, ended up around mid to late two thousands as a, a, a pro, like a specialist in that area. But we, at the time, you know, it was the financial crisis and I wasn't, my boss at the time wasn't the same boss. I had been working for somebody else out of our corporate office and he wasn't sure if he was going to have a job for me. So I reverted back to my original role, worked for somebody else for a few years, ended up, you know, moving up to supervise that unit, took on, you know, additional units over the years and um, ended up at one point having, you know, within a, within a department had four different business units, about 35 people, 14 direct. Ultimately led to, um, you know, it was the right place, right time. Um, had a reputation for getting things done, got, you know, pulled in with, we had a consolidation of resources and a restructuring. And I ended up, you know, moving into a, you know, higher level role, which, you know, is, is still... I get to focus a lot more on, I head up a, you know, division where I get to focus a lot more on strategy. Now, like my directs, I have less directs all in management that I work with them to focus on tactical. And, um, you know, all the while up until I got that role, I still work, you know, part-time doing, doing the, the catering, you know, bartending part-time. And, uh, you just finally gave that up last year. Yeah. Probably still be doing it if, uh, you know, the owner's son had taken over. I made a lot of money, but the owner's son had taken over. He was just, you know. Okay, well, we've come to the top of time. And I'd like to thank Chris Mastrolia, our guest, and my co-host, Justin Richardson, for another rousing episode of the Working Perspectives podcast. Uh, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then do us a favor and email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. 
All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See you. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.